2: Shall we begin? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Feels Podcast. Hey, it's Drew here.
3: And Nathan. (laughs) Whoa. I
2: don't know.
3: What was that? (laughs) That was me going, and
2: back at it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Guys, this is the Real Feels Podcast, and if this is your first time joining us, Summer's we, at an end. We are uh, <laughs> we are wrapping up our summer, and myself and my good friend Nathan, we come to you every other Wednesday, and we bring you we attempt to bring you a brand new movie of a brand new genre. So far, we succeeded. We have succeeded. Yeah. we
3: are triumphant. Do not give us less <laughs> credit not, than we deserve. Do not challenge Drew. We, us. Have, we
2: have delivered. <laughs> we have nineteen movie genres, and we are almost through all of them and counting and counting. So. Guys, we like to take movies, break them apart, talk about what makes them work, what doesn't make them work, our favorite scenes, the least favorite scenes. The feels. The feels. We we'll give the, you the feels. The lines that we enjoy, the lines that are terrible. Mm. You know, it's just everything that is going to, again, as Nathan has so delicately put it, the feels. Yeah. We have the real feels. Do you know, the, Drew,
3: there's people that, that like us. There's people that like us? They give us five stars. Oh my gosh. Care. landing I think we should read those five. Let's do two of these five stars. Two of the five? Yeah,
2: two of the five. All right, all right. So uh, the first one... Two of the five club? The first one I have is from uh, Jaybird88, titling, Giving the Warm Fuzzies. Love these guys. Among other podcast duos, they have a natural feel. Never have I felt more like... Like I'm just sitting with a couple of friends at a table talking about great movies. Delivering quality content once every two weeks will have you begging for more. I love listening to these guys at work to help with stress. Not that I have too much. Give these guys a chance. Gradually, uh, they will be one of the best ways to spend an afternoon. And every episode, you can tell that they put their heart and soul into this. Audio is great, and recording quality is up to par. Wow. So, five not stars. only five stars, but a glowing review, which, I mean, good lord. It sounded it's, a little it's hard like, to be humble.
3: Almost like by a fireplace, smoking a, a pipe, <laughs> going, hmm, let me tell you about these uh, ch- wonderful chaps let over Let me tell at-
2: you about some friends of mine. The, the, Le- the Real Feels podcast. <laughs> the Real Feels podcast. I remember a time. But oh, here, here. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, people, our good friend, Jaybird, has done not the impossible... But the incredible. The incredible. Because in this review, if you go (gasps) by each sentence, the beginning letter of each sentence literally spells out landing Landing gear. gear. So, Jaybird88, thank you. This makes us
3: super happy. I love it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited with this. This is like one that I I would frame. (laughs) If when
3: people in movies say the name of the movie... (laughs) <laughs> it's the polar opposite on the because I hate that. So this S- is the opposite. I love landing you. Mean, gear this. You mean you're not Peter
2: Griffin? And the, in the at, 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 You said it. There you it said is. It. I don't. I don't like this in my town. I'm a family guy. <laughs> <laughs> you said
3: uh, it. Uh, so, what yeah. do you got? I got a uh, Brooks reading pod uh,
2: titled "Hi uh, Melissa."
3: Oh, her name's not Brooke.
2: No, she she. Uh, she reads stories and novels and all that jazz. And, uh, and from, a, that from a view jazz. from a view from her dwelling, there is a brook. Oh. so it's Brooks' reading pod. Oh my gosh, that's L- amazing. Melissa's a uh, a pretty cool gal. Well,
3: hello, Melissa, and thank you for the five stars. And it's t- uh, titled "Have some Kleenex ready." Oh, the first episode I listened to was "The Theory of Everything." Oh, the feels are probably here. All right. Uh, not only was I crying because of the feels associated with Stephen Hawking's biopic, but I was crying at the laughter due to his, the two hosts. Thank you guys for making my morning commute happy. Smarty face, smarty face, smarty face emojis.
2: <laughs> smarty faces. Uh, uh, I like when people decide to tell us that they are enjoying our show. It's, it's definitely one of those things that is going to be, you know... Pushing us along, keeping us at it. It's like and a good Yelp review. It how is could a you, good Yelp review. How could you
3: not be excited if someone gave you five stars for just doing something you love? I would agree. Love I would it. agree.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Definitely agree. There should be a Yelp for just people. Is that Facebook? <laughs> that's that's kind of like Facebook that also sounds like that one Black Mirror episode where you just like you rate people. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh! I'm sorry you can't upgrade first class. You're below a 2.3. Ooh. I'm so sorry for your status. I like Black Mirror. It's a it's a good show. It's it's, it's a twisted twilight zone.
3: Yeah, you know? It's got some uh, some moments um that make you go, "Wait, what? Mm-hmm. What?
2: Oh god. What is that? Are we heading here?" <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Drew, what movie we got today? You know what? Before we even get to the point of what we got today, I put out another uh, Drew's Clues. <gasps> yeah. Do
3: you have a...
2: <laughs> so I put it out there, and it didn't even take that long. I I thought I would have the chance to do a second day of Drew's Clues, but people are getting uh, rather clever. They're, like, Google... You gotta step re- up your Sherlock Holmes. Email. I know. <laughs> they're, like, taking the image that I, you know, only have a section of, and they're, like, Google searching that image in a reverse search. So oh. they're uh, they're getting quite clever. But the first person to get the guess right was the Film Inquiry Podcast Network. Hmm. So uh, they guessed that our movie today is 2016's Hidden Figures. Was it hidden? Was it a no, figure that was hidden?
3: Not necessarily.
2: Uh, it was like I mean, I, each time I do it, I take a screenshot and then I I only leave like a corner of it. I leave a corner out. Okay. And you know what it was? It was part of like the math equation that Cap, the character of Catherine is doing on the board. So a lot of people, when they saw it, they're like, "Oh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. It's got to be Goodwill Hunting." And I was like, "No, it's not. It's not Goodwill Hunting. I'm sorry, but thank you for playing." Someone said, "Stand and deliver." So a lot of like,
3: no one said a beautiful mind. No one. Some said, people did say beautiful okay. mind. That okay. was also
2: like the second highest guess. Like, uh, Goodwill Hunting and A Beautiful Mind were the ones who were definitely uh, in the in the top running. You should have, have said, "No, guessing. we're doing
3: Theory of Everything too." <laughs> uh,
2: wait, what? We
3: we come back? <laughs> <laughs> they made a second? <laughs> oh, that's weird. Anyways, <laughs> Hidden Figures, Drew. Uh, so
2: yeah, Hidden Figures. What did you think? I I really really liked this movie. Uh, it was it's very. I would say that's very insightful looking into the sixties and the time of like the civil rights movement and definitely the I would say atrocious behavior of society towards the black community, you know, I mean, predominantly not only within the way that people within the black community were treated, not only within the workplace, but also outside of the workplace that was being shown. It this movement this movie, this, this movie, m- 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 <laughs> m- this movie, like had me heated because over the past month, my academic kids have been studying the '60s, and they've been going through their social science packets. So it's a lot of the history, and we've been watching different movies with them. So we've watched The Help, Selma, okay, The Butler. So predominantly, movies that we've been starting off with have been films that have been showcasing. Like the African-American side, the fact that the civil rights movement was something that absolutely had to happen, the struggle and the the turmoil that, you know, literally the black community went through. So this is something that while watching it, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so, like, awful. This is enraging, which actually, when we get to it, it's not the point of for, you know, you can say that again, normally when we have – that's a stupid line. Like, that shouldn't even be there. Yeah this is going to be the first time where with you can say that again and it's the worst line. It's the worst line because it, it, it like sometimes it just makes me so angry. Ooh. So it's not going to be like, this should be out of the movie.
3: Just a, a more like this. Like
2: this is like... This shouldn't be in the world. Like this is the worst line because it's more than likely honest. Oh Yeah. For, especially for the time. Especially for the time. Especially for the time. So how about you? What, what were your thoughts on it? You know, it's funny. I... I find myself
3: watching films like this and getting during when we watch Glory. Mm-hmm. I find myself loving loving these types of films because not so much for the racial tension in the beginning, but it's ah, uh, and I get I get a little emotional because I like when people come together mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. go, hey, this is what society says, this is what we're we don't agree with it, right? And we're gonna and we're gonna like put these things aside. To do better in life. And I just... Uh, I'm a sucker for it. They get me every time. Every time. Remember the Titans? It right. uh, gets me. Uh, I <laughs> love that Campbell and, and Bertier become best friends. Uh, I love it. So, that's... I don't know. This movie this movie didn't have as many moments that I wanted. But at the same time, Nathan, it's based on a true story. It doesn't have to be a Disney sellout. You know, it can be... Right. And
2: so, I mean, it, it's, it's actually... I've I've been reading like some uh, different websites and, and interviews and you know other like personal commentaries from other people and some some people would say that the movie itself is not as I think fulfilling it's, in a way it's as Hollywood. things as things like The Help or um, other movies l- um, that that can be like Selma. I think that personally for me, like I think you become a little bit more invested in the characters like The Help. Yeah. Um, But that's not to take away anything from this film at all because it's so impactful and it's so honest and it's definitely one of those things that you just, you get so caught up in despite the fact that it seems that there should be more. Yes, And it's not to say, not to like downplay again what is actually taking place, but I mean, I would almost agree with you. Like, I think you would expect more of the drama not that you want to see, like, the racial tension, but no one's stupid. Like, it's evident that it was there exactly, and that's that's where I like
3: when the the, the movie shows that that these people have these real feelings of hate or oh. or just uh, you know it, it's, it's,
2: it's, right. It's like pure disdain and for the people for the individuals that it's. I mean, obviously within the black community that are trying to advance themselves. And trying and to, break to, and of, to break those bounds hey, of break those barriers, Your Honor. This is never going to happen until there's a first.
3: So make me the first person. Right. Let's do this. Yeah. I okay. Let's jump into the characters real quick. Who? Well, uh, before the characters though, roll the trailer. I think these people need to hear a trailer. Yeah, they need to see the trailer. Go see it. Hear it. Go
1: you all gonna end up unemployed riding around in this pile of junk. You're welcome to walk the 16 miles or sit in the back of the bus. Like
0: you have identification number?
1: NASA, sir.
3: NASA?
0: I had no idea they heard.
1: There are quite a few women working in the space program.
0: The least I can do is give y'all an escort.
1: Three Negro women are chasing a white police officer down the highway in 1961. That is a God-ordained miracle. <laughs>
0: In 14 days, astronauts will be here for training. Uh, and we're shooting a human into space, and it's never been done before. Uh, With the launch of the Russian spy satellite, the president is demanding an immediate
1: response.
4: From the man. Ooh,
1: space test group from needs a computer. Catherine's the gal for that. She can handle any numbers you put in front of her.
4: And different from each other.
0: This is about inventing the math, because without it, we're not going anywhere.
1: Yes, sir.
2: John Glenn. What do you guys do for NASA?
1: Calculate your launch and landing set. How could you be ugly in these white men? It's equal rights. I have the right to seem fine in every color.
0: If you were a white male, would you wish to be an engineer?
1: I wouldn't have to. I'd already be one. Yes, it's an uphill battle. But yes, who else is playing? I don't know if I can keep up in that room. Just make that pencil move as fast as your mind does.
3: You've been gone for 300 hours.
1: Felt like it to me, too. Colonel Glenn launches in a few weeks. We don't have the
2: man figured out yet. There's no protocol for women attending.
1: There's no protocol for a man circling the earth either, sir. Every time we have a chance to get ahead, they move the finish line. I need to be in that room hearing what you hear.
0: Within these walls, who makes the rules?
1: You, sir. You are the boss. You just have to act like one, sir
0: we all get there together we don't get there at all in the fight of our lives people
1: my gals
2: are ready we can do the work more than 50 million americans watching i got a warning light go find Catherine, colonel glenn there's a real fireball outside it's getting a little hot in here Okay, so NASA, 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 oh, NASA. rockets, and Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> is that the sell point for NASA? Well, we got rockets. Yeah, we've seen rockets, everybody. We've seen them. We can go to the moon. People have been to the moon. Yeah. <sighs> we have Kevin Costner. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what time is the show in? What time <laughs> is the show? Let's go. Okay, so you have Hidden Figures, directed by Theodore Melfi. And he is better known for uh, things, I mean, probably not better known, but he is also known for producing and directing movies, obviously, hidden figures, but also things like St. Vincent with Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy. All right. So huh. very kind of like honest movies, you know, that are uh, having characters that are not exactly like, again, obviously hidden. <laughs> Despite the fact that these are people who are hidden, they are shoved away. D- you know, you know, uh regardless of the work is up to par, if not exceeding those around them. Yeah, right? All right. So, um you had a box office budget of estimated 25 million dollars for the film. It grossed on the uh <clears throat> sorry, the opening weekend in the US. 5 $115 million. Whoa. That's called a good. Sorry, online. not $515. i am an idiot. Why'd I read million? $515,000. Okay. All right. Half a mil? Right. Easily. Yeah. So half a million dollars on the opening weekend. The U.S. gross, $169 million. Okay. And then the cumulative worldwide. Gross. two hundred thirty four million dollars. That's a good ROI from on from investment. a twenty five million dollar investment. That's pretty good. That's insane. That's uh. But people like these based on true stories, especially something that is going to be literally telling it like a, a, the story. Yeah. And I mean, not to like be very—I don't know what I'm going to say. Like nail on the head to say like the story of the minority. Yeah. But literally. In the context of these are the individuals who did their job, did it right, they were just as crucial, and just, like, glossed over. And Honestly, it's it's stories like this that
3: give hope of, hey, we don't have to be like we've always been. We can change, and we can do better. Just primarily by showing people like hidden figures right. that, that we're a part of this. And that are crucial, mm-hmm. you know. Without them, mm, this doesn't happen. Uh, it, yeah.
2: So the director was actually in the running for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay, but he withdrew his name so he could direct Hidden Figures. Oh, which honestly, I'm okay with. Yeah, I,
3: I think I think both did very well. I think both both did very yeah. very well. I think so. Oh,
2: they, well, all right. They did all right. <laughs> so the characters. The character, the characters. So you have Taraji Henson uh, playing Catherine Goble,
3: which is funny because I, every time I see her, I don't think of this. I think of Empire, and just she's just a sassy like, I mean, is that a movie? It's was a. a uh, it's, it was a TV is it a show. TV show. Um, oh, but you know what? I also I am, think of. I
2: am unfamiliar.
3: I also think. Well, she was with Terrence Howard.
2: Um, <laughs> Oh, okay. You know what's terrible? Like certain actors are like embedded in my mind, so I'll recognize certain names. But I'm I'm so much more like a face person.
3: Okay. Well, people are probably already yelling at their podcast at their you know speakers. Like Nathan, did you not know that both her and Terrence Howard were in a movie Hustle and Flow? And yes, yes, people, I I, I know that. <laughs> That's my second point. That. I just. I am very much on my game. I am totally on this. I got. This. I got this. Give me a break. But um, she, she just does these very like, polarizing characters, very very different from the next, and mm. then onto this one. And so this character, this mousy, quiet, brilliant. Whoa. Uh,
2: when did she graduate high school, Drew? I believe if you actually take the the true story, the true. of Catherine Golba, like she. Finished high school at the age of fourteen, uh. <laughs> and then I believe it said she graduated college at 16? 16 or seventeen. She wait, she graduated. College? I think it's I think it's I think it's that that she graduated college at sixteen or eighteen. True. What are I've...
3: we doing with our lives? If like this girl is graduating college, it must have been the times. Like it must have been way easier then. I'm just
2: kidding. What? No, no. no.
3: <laughs> it was no. It, far from that. That's insane.
2: But hey, you have brilliant people That's that just come along. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I mean, but it's, it's OK. So you have Catherine Goebel playing Catherine Goebbel. You have Taraj Henson <laughs> playing Catherine Goebel. And at the beginning of the film, you have this young girl who's just walking down a pathway and she's counting and then reciting like which numbers are prime to herself. Like who? Who at the age of like the sixth grade? Is reciting prime numbers to themselves. Again, you're right. Like, what are we doing with ourselves? Yeah. That we don't know prime
3: numbers. I was shooting imaginary I'm a- cobra because I was G.I. Joe. That's what I was doing, Drew.
2: In sixth grade? My
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm care. Remember.
2: <laughs> don't you judge me? I just me. learned
3: about cuss words at sixth grade. I was like, <laughs> what? What is all this?
2: Yeah. Trying to think, like sixth grade, I was I was twelve. So I'm trying to figure out exactly like what I was doing at the age of twelve. I had an
3: imagination when I was younger. That's I, for sure. I still have an imagination. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying that, like, yeah, right. this girl at this age, cuckoo.
2: no, she's just very no, smart. She's just super, super, super intelligent. They give her a free ride to like one of the uh, best, uh, like, all black schools, you know, in in the state. And good on her parents. They collect. They collected uh, the teachers at the current school that she's at. Collect a, uh, you know. They collect a collection. They take up a collection and they get the money. We take up a collection. To help them move because it's a full ride scholarship. Put and Little so fami- Rascals like, reference. The family just picks up and moves for her because the teacher's even saying like, you have to see what she becomes. And that's the beginning of the film. It transitions to this roadside uh, kind of, you know, countryside area where clearly a car has broken down. Inside the car is uh, Taraj Henson. Sitting out and being like this, I you know wide eyed dreamer, and then o- Octavia Spencer who plays Dorothy Vaughn. and I love Octavia Spencer. If anybody has watched The Help, you know who Octavia Spencer is. She is Miss Minnie. She's the one who says "Eat my shit."
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you
2: never seen The Help? No, no I have
3: not. <gasps> you,
2: Nathan, that's uh, it's gotta be. You have to see The Help. I think I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Okay, so. Tonight, you're going to log into my Amazon and you're going to watch The Help because I rented it yesterday for my students and it's still good for 24 hours. Okay. <laughs> so watch The Help. All it's right. So, so good. Okay. So, yeah. Octavia Spencer plays Dorothy Vaughn. Fantastic, fantastic actress. But then you also have, you know, Janelle Monet, who plays Mary Jackson. She's the sassy one. She's the one with an attitude. She, she is definitely the one. She got with a chip on her shoulder. She does. So, All three of these women work at NASA. They eventually come into contact with a local police officer who is basically like, you know, this isn't the right place for y'all to have a car broken down. And (laughs) Mary Jackson is like, well, we didn't pick the spot, officer. It picked us. And Like, his face goes like, are you sassing me? (laughs) You disrespecting (laughs) me? You disrespecting me? Do you have some ID? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to Langley. Uh, We work for NASA. We, uh. We do the calculating to get the missiles and rockets in the air. And that cop changes his tune kind of quick, not because,
3: oh, like, these are, like, important, black,
2: right. powerful no. women. No, 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 no. No, his, his thing is like... I hate Russians. It's, it's one of two... Right, it's one of two things. He's like, go America, our, our astronauts are, like, powerful, great men, I hate Russians, <laughs> and also, well, I didn't know they were hiring... And he stops and looks up because, you know, he's going to say, like, I didn't know they were hiring blacks. And,
3: you're like, and he
2: stops and Octavia Spencer kind of chimes in and she's all like, there's quite a few women working at NASA. Do you think this movie is more about race
3: or sex? Ooh. ooh, deep question. I think
2: a majority. I think it really depends on who the characters come into contact with. Yeah. Because it's it's almost equal parts. It's a great deal about race. It is because you can't you can't ignore the 1960s without acknowledging race. It is also a great deal about sex. So there is the racism. There is the sexism. You have Jim Parsons playing Stanford. Is his last name? I believe so. Okay, so he's like the lead engineer, and he there's that famous scene where he, you know, is telling Katherine Goebel, like, "You can't come into the meetings. You can't do that." And then you know Kevin Costner's like. What's happening? She wants to come into the meetings. Well, she can't. Why? There's no protocol for a woman being in there. Paul, what's happening here?
1: Mr. Harrison, I would like to attend today's briefing.
0: Mm-hmm. Why is that?
1: Well, sir, the data changes so fast. The capsule changes, the weight, and the landing zones are all changing every day. I do my work, you attend these briefings. I have to start over. Colonel Glenn launches in a few weeks. We don't have the man figured out yet
0: why is it she can't attend? Because she doesn't have clearance, Al.
1: I cannot do my work effectively if I do not have all of the data and all of the information as soon as it's available. I need to be in that
2: room hearing what you hear. Pentagon briefings are not for civilians. It requires the highest clearance. I feel like I'm the best person to present my calculations. Never let this have, go, No, I am not. And, and she is a woman. There is no protocol for a woman OK, I get meetings. that part, Paul.
0: But within these walls, who uh, makes the rules?
1: You, sir. You are the boss.
3: You just have to act like one, sir. Which, like, yeah, like I mentioned, Jim Parsons' character, way more sexist than he is racist. Because I think that when he's presented with, hey, she's going to check all your work. She's going to, like, work with you on all this stuff. Right. It's not so much about the color color of her skin. It's the fact that it's a woman and she's smarter
2: than you, dude. Okay, so there's there's the definite possibility Way that she is smarter
3: or possibility? Okay. What when did you graduate high school, Jim Parsons? Okay, so obviously,
2: obviously if she had the same type of abilities and the same type of um availability of access to classes, the same opportunities that a white male has in this society, okay? She would definitely be As high up, if not higher, than, you know, Jim Parsons' character is. Furthermore, I think that she is not necessarily probably smarter than him, per se. I think she's probably a little bit wiser, because she comes up with the idea of using, you know, what is it, Euler's method? Like, the the math that's really old, that people kind of, like, moved on. It's kind (laughs) of... Yeah, it's kind of like that idea in like you know Incredibles two. It's all like I don't know if they're doing it right, Dad. They want you to do it like this. Why would they change math? <laughs> Why would they do that? But they even said like he she says like oh Euler's method and Jim Parsons like that is ancient, which what? probably like math that's ancient is probably like oh well it's done on an abacus like twenty 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 five years old maybe or maybe even like forty or fifty years old. But I mean, the thing is is that the idea that someone is a woman is only brought up like, three times in the film. One, because you... I think when it goes to race, you have women women on women right? that, like... But race is so much more abundantly apparent in the film itself because, obviously, the 60s. But the fact that it is a woman who is doing better or who wants to do more, that is only brought up three times. You have when jim parson says well she can't come into the meeting there's Broke no ball. protocol for a woman being in there when mary jackson is taking the class and she says oh here i am and he says the teacher's like well the curriculum wasn't designed for teaching women oh, what, what, like <laughs> all right so there's there's that <laughs> that part i did, i was like <laughs> and then you also have catherine Goebbels' like new uh new man in town the general um mr um ali he basically says Hmm so you work the numbers at nasa you know that seems wow that's pretty taxing i mean they're going to they're going to leave that responsibility to win. <laughs> like he's, been, he's basically saying like man i can't believe they would entrust something like so important to a woman or so, i mean that's essentially what he's getting at and yeah. she even says like Mm, I would stop talking if I were you. Like, <laughs> I am smarter right. than you are. Your army uniform does nothing to impress. Wait, okay, so knowing that it's on those on those levels, women. Then, if if it's on those levels, racism is is I think more of what the movie is about because, despite the fact that it is institutionalized racism that is abundantly apparent, and you know. Still, furthermore, to this day, in like some instances, can definitely be seen today. But like even but sexism, I think, can still be seen as much as the racism if if it is not vocalized. More. Absolutely. It's more of like the side glances, the stares. But the same thing can be said for the racism within and throughout the film, for side conversations, the side actions that are being taken place. I I would hands down say that it's more about the racism in the film that, as a uh, more than the sexism. Which brings us to some of the bigger
3: scenes in this film. So let's jump we should jump into those.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay.
3: So the the best scene that I mean really it it just it gets you and it just grabs you like right underneath your arms. And, like, almost <laughs> and just, like a tickle, you, like, just, you, like, you. you're like, whoa, oh, oh, stop, 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 It, the feels of it, when he asks uh, Catherine about, uh, you know, where have you been? Oh, this
2: is my, okay. Oh, you know, yeah. This Get is, like, feels. this is hands down. This is my, like, you can say that again. This is my... Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, like, anything that has come to this point. So You want to jump in that segment? No, 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 no. Right. need to jump All in that segment. segment. Right. I mean, like, I'll, I'll have a brand new line okay. for, like, you can say that again. But this is definitely the one where, like, you lick, you, you lick. <laughs>
3: Whoa. okay. <laughs> Not back on of
2: podcast, Drew.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely one of those moments where you... Stop it.
2: <laughs> You're ruining the feels. <laughs> this has to be one of those moments where you have to look at yourself. You have to look at the entirety of, of the characteristics of everyone involved and everything that led up to it. Yes. Where he asked her, like, where have you been? I went to the bathroom. For 40 minutes? Like, and every time I turn around, like, you're gone. And as the audience, you you know all this stuff beforehand, so you're like, dude, you dude, have the You have you the dramatic irony, you know, like, sitting next to you and, like, cautiously eating that popcorn, just, you know, uh, as you're waiting for it. And
0: where the hell have you been? Everywhere I look, you're not where I need you to be. It's not my imagination. Now, where the hell do you go every day?
1: To the bathroom, sir.
0: The bathroom. To the damn bathroom. For 40 minutes a day. What are you doing there? We're T minus zero here. I put a lot of faith in you
1: there's no bathroom for me here
0: what do you mean there's no bathroom for you
1: here? there is no bathroom there are no colored bathrooms in this building or any building outside the west campus which is half a mile away did you know that i have to walk to timbuktu just to relieve myself and i can't use one of the handy bikes picture that mr harrison my uniform Skirt below my knees, my heels, and a simple string of pearls. Well, I don't own pearls. Lord knows you don't pay colors enough to afford pearls. And I work like a dog day and night,
4: living off a coffee from a pot none of you want to touch.
1: Excuse me if I have to go to the restroom a few times a day.
2: It's just one of those, it's such an emotional scene where you, it's one of those moments where, like, you just really, like, you just want to, like, fist punch the air because it's so. Oh, you didn't. No, I'm I don't oh, know. I did. I did. I did. I did, it. I did it in this part. There's a part in the help where I like fist punch the air, and it's just, it's so invigorating for it to happen. This is definitely, I think, the the scene that ca- like carries the film. Right. This, this is, is this is that pivotal point. If you were looking at like a basic plot diagram,
3: this is a huge this, peak. Of this is like, the climax. Yeah. This is
2: the climax of that plot diagram before you know any you know. Uh, falling actions and resolutions would basically come into play. It it breaks apart the the tension that has been in that room. Yes. Because even when Kirsten Dunst is bringing her to the room for the first time, she even says they've never had a colored in here before, Catherine. Don't let me die. Don't embarrass yeah, me. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> and and like Catherine Goebbels is kind of like staring at her like, yeah, that's not my intention, but okay, thank you. And that like they
3: that they go through you know, these, comput- these computer people a right. lot. Like,
2: it's nothing. And it's kind of interesting because they kept saying computers and I was literally thinking computers, but then I had to remind myself, computers weren't around that. At this oh, point. Oh, yeah. IBM's building the computer <laughs> in IBM the other is room. building a computer. <laughs> That's down the hall, Drew. That's down the hall. So, yeah, the computers are the people who are, like, you know, tallying the numbers and doing the calculations and, you know, analytical yeah. geometry and all that jazz. And it's it's to the point where a slight disappointment of this scene is the fact that it's not that it couldn't be true, and it's not that the animosity and the racial tension found within the confines of the dialect are not apparent and not real, or that it couldn't happen, but it's the fact that it was it was fabricated for the movie. Ah, yeah, that's a little disappointing. I don't think it takes away any type of the feels for the scene. So when I first saw it, I did not know. Oh, neither this. did I. No.
3: And I'm glad. Because, oh yeah, I'm glad I because, didn't research the movie before. Yeah, <laughs> I just went in, watched it, and and came out and was like, okay, wow. Then research it later. But right. when you watch it that first time, and I hope that we don't spoil. spoiler alert.
2: Everyone should know yeah, when they come into is. a movie they podcast know. about a certain movie that they haven't seen <laughs> that there's going to be spoilers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there are going to be spoilers and spoilers and spoilers. From here on out from for all of our podcasts. On <laughs> on, here, if you haven't, <laughs> well, caught, if you haven't caught on for, by 13 episodes. Yeah,
3: this is kind of what we do. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> and people are unsubscribing. No, uh, Subscribe. i subscribing here. Okay. Five stars. So but this this scene, and again, I Kevin Costner gets the uh you know the little white savior kind of moment of, you know, going and saying, you know, oh wait, this sign? Like, is this sign what's keeping you from going to the bathroom? Okay, I'm taking it down.
0: There we have it. No more colored restrooms. No more white restrooms. Just plain old toilets. Go wherever you damn well please. Preferably closer to your desk. Here at NASA, we all pee the same color.
3: And he takes it down in a very brutal fashion. Obviously not just, you know... Hey, does someone have uh, – can, can I have one of the maintenance people just come and take this down? Oh, they're not going to – give me the tool. No, right. he grabs and the so crowbar like he's, and he's like, go
2: yeah, to and town. He, so like, and he's like in charge, I guess, like of NASA. Rolls or up, like he's, he's in charge of like the space program. Rolls up his sleeves. Right. And so, you know, I mean, he takes that crowbar. He breaks down the color bathroom sign and basically says like, no more color bathrooms. Go any, go pee anywhere anywhere you want. And then he points to Catherine and says, you know, preferably closer to your desk. And then I, I just love the line, it's comical in a way, but it's also that idea that, well, duh, when he says, you know, here at NASA, we all pee the same color. So I kind of wanted Morgan
3: Freeman to be there with uh, a Union soldier uniform. <laughs> and I wanted why? I wanted Kevin Costner to be like, like I don't understand, like, you know, like, why was she going to the bathroom? Yeah, so like, There's no bathroom for her, sir. The girl <laughs> just needs to go to the bathroom. And pull a glory moment. And then, and that's what, because that's what Matthew Broderick does. He's like, wait, like, why would he run away? Oh, because is just trying to get some shoes. Like, oh,
2: okay. He yeah, had no shoes there. Yeah. Do you, do, do you just need Morgan Freeman to, like, narrate every, like, re, like resolution Everything. and high moment? Everything soon, in my life? As soon as he said, you know, at NASA we all pee the same, then Morgan Freeman sets out from around the corner. <laughs> Catherine Goebel would pee where she wants. <laughs> From this staple. Oh, red. Uh, very Shawshank Redemption. I love it. Then rockets would fly high in the sky. And good old Andy. And Andy Dufresne right. was down in Mexico. Just wait.
3: Just wait. Uh, no, but I do like that he kind of, in the movie, you know, takes it upon himself like, no, no, no. We're not going to. Be caught up. We have way too many bigger problems. Right, because he to reali- deal with.
2: Yes, he realizes the fact that
3: like this stupidity that's wasting forty five minutes of my time right.
2: with you. No, 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 no. We're not dealing with. It's that. wasting so much, so much valuable time when people have to get their butts in a rocket, in a space capsule, and get their ass into space. Like it is taking so much time. The fact and that then getting them back down right. safely, so we don't look like idiots to the Russians. Right. Because so, that's I mean, all. That's what this, all, the whole thing was you about. Know, as, it, like, as he says, "How did we find ourselves second in a two-man race?" Oh, that's my that's my favorite. Line. Is it really? Yeah. So I mean, you have so much to the point of of the scenes that are dynamic not only within themselves, but they're also like just as important. I mean, you have you have Dorothy Vaughn making a name for herself because she's completely getting overpassed. Overpassed. She's completely getting passed over.
3: Passed over. There you um, go. <laughs>
2: this, is, this is not a Jewish holiday. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps getting passed over for the supervisor job, and she's doing the job of a supervisor. She's doing Kirsten Dunst's job, except she's black. And she's all like, why am I not having the job? I don't know. That's NASA for you. Did Kirsten Dunst just look tired the whole she, movie? She is- There's she my feel. so like- I was like, girl, L- do you like have any stern? On? She looked like she was like stern, but also cold. She looked run down. Like a little she was like and she probably was. She's like, I'm overworked.
3: I don't care. I want to smoke a cigarette.
2: And you know what it is? She's probably like the head supervisor or like a supervisor above Octavia Spencer, which she eventually becomes a supervisor, but she's a supervisor to a different department. Dealing with other departments Dealing right. with uh. the other departments because Octavia Spencer like they had to run their numbers over to Kirsten Dunst is uh, like the uh, they're in the they were in the West, so Kirsten Dunst is in the East computing room. Okay. Okay. So again, like the racial tension that's within the film, you have separate drinking fountains, you have separate bathrooms, you have separate places where they can get a library book, you have the back of the bus that they have to ride in. Separate schooling. You have separate schools for blacks. You also had separate dining halls in the nasa workroom for the play- for the african american workers to sit in and eat lunch in. and then you also had a separate computing room where they were calculating all the numbers and it literally said like colored computers in the room like i mean i'm sure there's more but like i'm counting 7 instances that it's just off the top of my head yeah in this film and Octavia Spencer's character Dorothy Vaughn she surpasses that because she takes it upon herself to learn how to work the IBM the uh international business machine she weren't she learns how to work these computers that the actual employees can't even figure that it out. the actual employees can't get it right that's <laughs> like, one of the funniest things she has that book and she's reading it and she's all like okay all right and she looks over and she sees the thing up the the metal uh rod that's hanging next to it and she's like well, that's in the the wrong spot. And she moves it like half an (laughs) inch and then it starts working. She's all like, that a girl. And it starts working. So, I mean, you have a character passing the odds within the launch program. You have Octavia Spencer asserting herself towards where she knows that she's going to become valuable. And Mary is getting it done. She's getting it done in the courthouse and in the classroom. She is becoming... A first. And they are all becoming first. They're all becoming a first.
3: first. But she's also so there was one little moment that um no, I'll i I'll leave that for the cut of that. Never mind. But when when she was talking to like one of the supervisor guys and he's like, You need to be, like you need to just become, you know, an engineer. Or you know, and he's
2: c- kind of well, he says there's like an opening in the engineer program. Yeah. You should, like you a, should uh, so an engineer's mind should be an engineer. I loved that that so I loved that dude because
3: he was much like Kevin Costner of the of that field of like we hey i need the smartest person to like do this job and right. you're
2: obviously the smartest person and she was requested so like, like go no, do, one, el- no go one else no get were, the credentials right no one else was requested for a job when octavia spencer was like passing out the the job uh positions yeah. for the day or for the month or whatever however long they were going to have it it was mary jackson who was requested to come and do that job so she can't continue doing the job to the best of her abilities or become an engineer without literally having the qualifications fulfilled and she can't take the classes because it's being held at a segregated white school
0: there is another opening in the engineer training program
1: flathead rivets would reduce wind drag.
0: mary a person with engineer's mind should be an engineer. You can't be a computer the rest of your life.
1: Mr. Zelensky, I'm a Negro woman. I'm not gonna entertain the impossible.
0: And I'm a Polish Jew whose parents died in a Nazi prison camp. Now I'm standing beneath a spaceship that's going to carry an astronaut to the stars. I think we can say, we are living the impossible. Let me ask you, if you were a mm. white man,
2: would you wish to be an engineer?
1: I wouldn't have to. I'd already be one.
2: And, you know, they, she says to, like, uh, Kirsten Dunst, she says, Man, every time we get closer, they just move the finish, finish line. line. Mm. And then I, I hated, I hated Kirsten Dunst's character when she said, You know what? I just follow the rules, and I expect those who work for me to also follow the rules. Y'all lucky you even have jobs. To where I I don't know if she's meaning, like, you should be thankful, like, you have a job or if, like, you should be thankful that you, because you're black, even have a job. Like, I'm... I think both. I think think it could be both. I think think it could be equally dipped. Be stoked that you're a woman, that
3: you have a job like this, and be stoked that you're black and a woman and have a job like this. But, like,
2: I don't think that it should be necessarily, like bashing society and saying that, oh, my God, we were so terrible at this time, which, don't get me wrong. We were. We were. <laughs> like, this is awful, like, what happened to the black community within the confines of, you know, the extreme, the, the extreme portions of the 60s for that decade, yeah. for the civil rights actions, uh, c- yeah, civil rights actions to take place. When the movie is opened, we have three black women who already work at NASA. That seems like a triumph to me. S- say, I, was, I mean, obviously, despite the fact that like it, they're being held in a separate building, but they're important. I love that they're
3: they're smart enough where they almost can't be ignored. Right. Like, yeah, they're smarter than you. Right. And if you say no, no, we, you know, you you have no, we we can't accept your application, blah blah. blah. No, you have to. You know why? Because they're the ones that are going to get it done. Exactly. Because. Because you're Jim
2: Parsons, doing it. Because if you looked at the difference between the West Computing Group and the East Computing Group, so East is where Kirsten Dunst is working, when Octavia Spencer walks over the paperwork to be turned in, if you look at their computing group, there's like maybe 12, 15 women? Yeah. There's like 20, 25 in the West Computing Group that are all black. Because when Octavia Spencer is is offered the job as the supervisor— to oversee the IBM computers, and she, walks to, in. she like she tells him she says I'm not gonna go without my girls, and she's been secretly training them how to like run the computers, and she even says I'm not gonna leave without my gals. They know how to do it, and we need that much manpower. And it's actually very welcoming when they do march over to the East Wing when they go to the IBM room. Leave your calculators, like yeah, she said leave your leave your calculators here. You won't need them where you're going, and he even says. When they walk in, the first thing that they hear is, ladies, welcome. Despite the fact that their characters are like an an amalgamation of what and how society was treating the black community at the time, I wouldn't find it disappointing. I find it a little more eye-opening. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, with the characters and how everything is coming together, hand in hand, you got to figure out what... Can we cut out? Ooh. Get it. Let's do it. What were you thinking? Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. And you've got to cut it out. Okay, guys. So if you are coming here for the first time and you have never heard our segment of Cut It Out, we try to look for the weird, out-of-place, or just it seems off parts of the films that we could definitely take out of the movie and it wouldn't like ruin the story. Yeah. It wouldn't take anything away that was going. technically important. So that's what we try to do with with cut it out. Drew, are we in agreement on this cut it out? I think we're going to be in agreement to an extent. I think okay. we are. So, I would say that the boyfriend played by Mr. Ali, Mr. General. Mr. General, uh he's not crucial. Yeah. He's not crucial to the story like they meet he insults her, he says, sorry, they, they have kiss. a dance, they kiss, <laughs> they, kiss. <laughs> they kiss twice, and then they're engaged. And that's like broken up into segments throughout the entirety of the film. It's and then oh sorry, then they get married, okay? And she becomes, you know, not Catherine Goebbel, but Catherine Johnson. All right. And it's not as if it is a huge part of the film like it's not important to the plot I think it's important to the character development of Catherine but again sure. even that doesn't contribute towards her work and I think that's
3: where he makes the cut haha ha. Um, you know <laughs> are, you, are you proud of that I mean uh, those were words I, those were <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously like why why have him just to have him it wasted some time Cool. It showed that she had somewhat of a a personal life. Awesome. You could have done that a couple of different ways, but I guess this
2: this is was needed. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. I I wouldn't say that it was entirely again important to the development and the plot of the story. It's not one of those things where it's going to be super super important. Yeah. Um. How would you uh? How would you counterbalance that? Oh, for something that would that's like probably the best scene, because I mean, this is obviously like the worst part or scene of the film. What's like the best for you?
3: So this is going to be kind of weird because it's a very small, subtle thing that it's at the end of the film.
2: Mm.
3: And when Jim Parson brings her the coffee, mm. it's it's just
2: such a little more importantly, like Leia brings her like- the coffee in her coffee mug.
3: And like smiles, I just everything about that, just that scene, they're all three working late and you know, just doing back. They're on doing the grind. their job. They're doing their job. And it's that mutual respect and that, hey, I right. heard what you said, and you know what? You're right. And here's here's some coffee. Keep you're we're on the same team. Yay! That's the right. whole movie. Ta-da! Ta-da.
2: <laughs> so it's it's definitely one of those moments where it is I think a very, very important important scene obviously and you know with that we've talked about the importance of her having the exclamation of when she you know talks about the bathrooms there's no bathrooms for her here and you know she even yells you know like the coffee pot none of you want (laughs) to (laughs) touch and i mean it's terrible because in the back of my mind i'm thinking like someone had to touch it they put it on the counter there but (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible but it's you're right it is one of those scenes where um, it's important I also okay and again another subtle time that I really really love is when Kevin Costner is like oh hey where's that new computer and the secretary lady is like she's right behind you sir turns around can she do analytic, analytical geometry yes sir and she speaks too so like ah. it's a subtle thing for the secretary to say like yeah don't ask me yeah. you're looking at her and, and she's talking about person? her in the third person <laughs> <laughs> and Catherine Goble even responds like yes sir I can do both, do what? Geometry and speaking. (laughs) Like good God, yes. (laughs) It's nice to meet you. Like what do you? (laughs) That maybe it was like a little bit overdone. Like right. There's also the point. Like at the end, it's almost like shocking. I think in retrospect to think about like as a whole. When she does get married and she has to leave because they're dissolving, like the need for computers at this point, yeah. And they say, "Oh, we heard you got married. We got you something." And what do they give her? They give her a set of pearls because pearls takes away all the racism, right? It totally, it totally elevates the fact that you're still black and you know be and a woman and being paid lower than a man or anybody who's white, but you have pearls now. Yeah, that takes away all the racism. Isn't that right? good? You're all good. Yeah, yeah. that takes away. <laughs> no <laughs> keep walking to the bathroom like keep, well i mean she no, has the kidding. ability to go where she wants now but that was also another scene where i think it's important to look at it not because it's like the best scene in the movie but also to like look back and think of like well, you can't buy someone's status yep. like the pearls were the idea of that well pearls cost money you know obviously blacks don't have as much money as whites in this time period and hey like we're we're good now right yeah. We got you pearls. Or, yeah, sorry. We square? We're square. Sorry, we were dicks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this film had some good writing. I think not the not the most not the most. I think it has,
2: but I think the scenes that probably hit the hardest are the ones that have lines that are a little bit subtle.
3: So what segment is that called? I real? think it's
2: going to be. A, you can say that again. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness! That's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Do you
3: understand the word? That's the dumbest thing I've ever
2: heard. You can say that again. You can say that again. I like it. <laughs> so with you can say that again, we definitely try to look for the best and the worst lines in a movie. and uh, Sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's, it's not. It's a little bit hard sometimes because there's so many to pick from. Sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes not. Some landing just gear. Gear. stick out and they uh, they Hi yeah. hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the baby. <laughs> uh, so, Nathan. Drew. What? Uh, Do you want me to say mine first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. My favorite line, and I'll go to the worst line. My favorite line has to be when Octavia Spencer is talking to Kirsten Dunst, and Kirsten Dunst is telling her, you know, Dorothy, despite what y'all think, I I have nothing against y'all. And Octavia Spencer's, you know, Dorothy Vaughn's character, she just looks at her, and she says, I know. I know you probably believe that. And that's just like an idea to think like, oh my gosh, she's telling her like, I believe you, you're not racist. like I believe I believe you think you're yeah. not racist, <sighs> yeah. which is terrible because it's a little bit, you know, kind of like an eye opener to think like, man, like, do we have subliminal racism? Like, do are we subconsciously racist at certain things? And I think it's I mean, it's gotta be it, it. I would say that to an extent, to quote the musical Avenue Q, oh. Everyone's a little bit racist. Go in there. <laughs> as as what do they say? Ethnic jokes might be uncouth, but you laugh because they're based on truth. Oh. Confucius say. I like it. Confucius say. Uh what do you what do you got for your uh No, do your worst. Yeah, do you your worst. Oh my worst? Yeah. Okay. My worst. And again, this is do not your worst. Do your worst. My worst is not like this is a terrible line. It should be out of the movie. This is a terrible line because it is so angering. Oh yeah, you were, me. you were talking about this. Right, so it's, it's, it's almost like a toss up between, you know, when, when the guy says, you know, uh, oh, well the curriculum wasn't made for women. Blank Einstein, wavelength relationships. Yes?
1: I'm Mary Jackson, I'm in a row.
2: Well, the curriculum is not designed for teaching a woman.
1: Well, I imagine it's the same as teaching a man. I don't see a colored section. Should I just take any seat?
2: Thank you. And he got, she's like, well, I'm pretty sure it's the same way as teaching a man. But it's when Octavia Spencer is in the library, okay? And she takes down a book, and the lady's like, we don't want any trouble here. And she's like, no trouble, ma'am. Well, then what are you doing here? Like, it's the Wild Wild West. Right, like, like we don't want any trouble. What, what, what?
3: what? Like, uh,
2: and she says, like, please, well, sir? What, are you, what are you doing here? And she's like, for a book. And she's like, you have books in the colored section. And it's like, well, they don't have what I need in the colored section. And she's like, well, that's just the way it is. Right.
3: They must have done it
1: We don't want
2: any trouble in here.
1: Oh, I'm not here for any trouble, ma'am. What are you here for? A book. You have books in the colored section. It doesn't have what I'm looking for.
2: Well, that's just the way it is.
3: now. You know better than just
1: Hands off my boys! Don't
2: touch them. You have a blessed day. It's and then the they're escorted from the library, and I'm thinking to myself, it's a freaking book. Yeah, but why, why you but like that? okay, with watching movies like you know The Butler and Selma, and especially The Help, you know, in The Help, she starts reading through like menim- men- uh, laws. I, was, I can't say the word <laughs> municipal. Um, she reads through a book of laws, and there are laws like stating back at like in the 60s where it said like books that were originally obtained and owned and used by white individuals cannot be used by black individuals and books that were obtained and used by black individuals at the start may not be used by white children or individuals. So that's why they had like white and colored sections in the library. Like how stupid is that? It's, it was the time
3: (sighs) and we're not there anymore. Uh, kind of. So my favorite line, my, my favorite line is gotta be, I already mentioned it. Uh, how did we come in second <laughs> in a two-man race? It it just speaks to you know the fact that it's just us and the Russians. You know Pakistan's not jumping in this race. It's it's just us and we're losing, Spudniks. so yeah, that that was my my best line because I think that Kevin Costner held his accent fairly decently this time.
2: Ugh, Robin, Hood. he's not a predominant character for. The the movie itself, I think he's important, yeah. but also again another character that was kind of made up for the film.
3: You know, but my worst line, and maybe it's because it's a little cheese ball and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you are probably going to disagree with this, but when uh when when Al when Kevin Costner says uh so you, so you think we're going to get to the moon? And then an old captain says, "We're already there, sir."
0: What I am asking you to do, what I am asking everyone in that room, all my geniuses is to look beyond the numbers, to look around them, through them, for answers to questions we don't even know to ask. Math that doesn't yet exist. Because without it, we're not going anywhere. I mean, we're staying on the ground. We're not flying in space. We're not circling the Earth, and we're certainly not touching the moon. And in my mind, in my mind, I'm already there.
3: Are you?
2: Yes, sir. Wait, come on. Because he asks her, I want my people to look beyond. Okay. So she says, I'm looking beyond. I'm already like seeing that finish line. You know what? I've already crossed that finish line. I'm holding that trophy. I'm I'm presenting that trophy at at a gala. That's when you should have
3: fired back with, no, we're not there yet. In fact, we got a lot of math. We got a lot of stuff we got to figure out, Catherine. So uh, step off your high horse. Just because we got someone around the earth a couple of times and dropped him down when you said you're going to drop him, doesn't mean we're on the moon yet. Don't get cocky, kid. That's exactly get- those, are, those are words from <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> Icarus, words to live Icarus by. flew too
2: high to the sun.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah. Oh, my gosh. Drew, what would you rate this movie? You know what? I would I would honestly give this film like a strong 4 out of 5. I wouldn't say that it is the best story that is told because I think out of the films that are directly like it, I prefer something like The Help. Okay. I it's not that the movie was bad. I think it's a great film. I think it's definitely like one of those movies that is an easy Oscar grab like at the time. Yeah, because, yeah. But true stories like this that rattle the cages and, you know, invigorate, you know, the feelings, they're, they're important. They're very, very important to be told. But even Catherine Goebel, when she was interviewed and when she was 98 and she saw the film, she complimented, you know, uh, Taraji Henson's depiction of her and she said, that was beautiful. But even when they came to her and they wanted to write, make this movie, she said, I don't understand. What, why would you want to make a movie about me?
3: I just did my job. Right. Like she yeah. just,
2: like she did her job. And it seems again to the point where like the movie is trying to focus on three major characters. If they probably focused on one, I think it could have been a lot more flushed out instead yeah. of trying to like follow three individual stories. Not that they're again, not important. I think it was just a little bit too, you know, sporadic. Shotgun at times.
3: spray. Right. Yeah. I would have to give this, um, Six
2: point five cups of coffee. Uh, I love how I went four out of five, and you're going out of ten again. I stick to the tens. You stick to the fives. Fine. So mine's an eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, do the math.
3: No. <laughs> do, <it, the> ma- <laughs> <laughs> do the math. Do the math, computer. No, it, it's like you said. Good. Could. Be better, and that's probably come down because mm-hmm. I've researched it before. Like before, I looked into this. I think
2: after researching it, like my opinion of it kind of came down. I would agree, and again, I think that's just Hollywood
3: mm-hmm. that does that. And kind I think of a little like,
2: bit of a disappointment was the fact that you didn't have like time period music. Like a lot of the music in the in the movie itself was a lot of Drake, a like, lot of Kanye. There was very, there was very <laughs> modern music. I don't think there was any Kanye. No, there, was there? no thank I just, God. Uh, I do not like Kanye. Uh, um, he listens to this, by the way. No. I'm just kidding. So, all right. So we got six and a half out of 10. My eight out of 10 for the movie. Six and a half seems low, but all right. Um, it's above average. Come it's on. It's above average. Relax. It's, it's above half. So guys, in two and a half, in two weeks. I keep oh, saying man. like two and a half weeks. <laughs> Just roll with it, baby. Go. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Two weeks. Guys, our next episode that's going to be coming out is our mystery episode. What? A, what a, no, that's
3: that's Western. that's Western. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> so we're going to have a mystery episode coming out. And more importantly... We have a special friend coming back. He's back. He's back, He's back. He's back Jack. Back, Jack. Mm. Jack is back. Jack is back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Jack is coming back on the episode, and we're going to be talking a mystery film, which, of course, I will put out there in uh, Drew's Clues. Drew's Clues. Clues. Drew's Clues. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. So, that was really a lot of fun. It. Guys, if you want to uh, catch us on iTunes or Podbean. Obviously, you know where we are because you're listening to the episode. But more importantly, go out there, tell your friends, and just spread that good, real feels love. That gospel. That gospel. And guys, we love them five stars. We love them reviews. Love them landing gears. Get out there, subscribe, leave a review, and you know what, guys? You can find us on Facebook, you can look up the Real Feels Podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Real Fills Pod, send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. But more importantly, people, we have started a Patreon. <laughs> guys, we already have two Patreon supporters right now, and I could not be happier with these individuals. One is a good friend of mine, his name is Matthew, and the other is Stephen Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies? That's an instant download, subscribe right there. I'm, they are a fantastic couple going on and talking about movies. They are also like certified beer judges. They're pretty. Uh, they're pretty awesome. Yes, <laughs> they're pretty great. I was on there. We discussed uh, 1999's Bats with Lou Diamond Phillips. Ooh, yeah. That, that episode actually uh, just recently came out, so you guys can go on there and uh, check out their Animal Horror Month. Dangerous. Dangerous.
3: Next week, we're going to be going over in depth a little bit more about
2: uh, those Patreon uh, tiers. But guys, look it up, you know? Real Feels yeah. Podcast on Patreon. Come on out and support us. Everything that you give to us is going to go right back into the show. It's going to go back into buying some good equipment for the show. It's also going to go into helping to, uh, you know, crowdfund some prize supports when we actually have uh, enough to, you know, give out some t-shirts, maybe some real-feel stickers, mm-hmm. all right? Yeah. And more importantly, if you donate enough and pick a tier like around, I don't know, maybe $10, you can influence the show yourselves. You can be deciding on what movie we do for a specific genre, or, hey, why don't you pick a genre for us? You know, I have a, a list going of approved genres, we got to make sure that it's a at least semi-family friendly. Some okay. people might pick some awkward genres.
3: Yeah, we're, we're probably not going to review Eyes Wide Shut, but, you know.
2: Maybe maybe you're not. But,
3: oh, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, guys, go out there, look up Real Phils Podcast, join the Patreon family. We'll have special content available only for Patreons, and you get to have those feels of donating to The Real fields Aww. Aww. So guys, until next time, thank you for joining us and always remember, you're the realist. And the feelist That was long. I know. And And Bye. See
3: you guys.
4: Woo! Summertime in Virginia was an oven. All the kids eating ice cream with their cousins. I was studying while you was playing the dozens. Dozens. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't. Running from the man, man. running from the badge man. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't Running what our plans and a judge's hands man. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't I know they man. say, crawl for you all But in my mind, I already jogged If I stand still, man. I cannot get far They want the moon, I'm on Mars Sometimes my mind dies On, I don't want no fear. Black and white world computers. I am colored. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't. From to exams, the job is for a man. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't. And the law of the land, the women were often banned. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't. I know they say call for you all, but in my mind I already chose I get far. They want the moon, I'm on Mars. Sometimes my mind dies.